Thank you so much. You're welcome. Uh, well, I appreciate you meeting with us. Oh, meeting no with problem. Me. I've got, uh, we, we currently have a contract with MSS. Sure, sure. Which you know about. But I've got the finance uh, folks pulling that contract. I have read it, oh gosh, I think it was a year and a half, two years ago, right after I got here, because we weren't happy with MSS. Mm -hmm. so. But, um, you know, it kind of ran through my options and so on and so forth. It was a five-year contract and there was an early termination. And I thought about being a real jerk and saying, okay, first of all, this was signed by an engineer. He's not a company officer. You can't commit. <laughs> you can play that card, I guess. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this guy did not have the authority to commit the company to a contract. But, but um, that, that, that was my nuclear option. So I didn't, didn't pull that out. But, um, yeah, we're definitely interested. In well, tell me why you're well, not happy. Jake all, shared a couple of things. But first of all, there's um, difficult to get them here. Second, uh, a lot of the repairs weren't reliable. You know, it's pulling teeth to get what we need out of them. Well, we, there's a software solution coming in from MCOR. Okay. Actually, and I believe MCOR is the designer of the new ones that we put in. So they're providing us a software upgrade that will allow us to control them uh, in a, to a greater extent. Because right now you can put it in, set it, and it's hands off. Well, we had some that were running all weekend and all this kind of stuff. We wanted to be able to respond to temperature fluctuations. Sure. Um, and it doesn't currently do that. I know Jake was telling me that he likes he, he has different uh, programs that he runs. Right. Right now, we don't have the capability to coordinate them all together. Okay. Okay. So each unit is operating independently. If I understand it correctly, Jake would probably be able to tell you better. Um, but MCOR is bringing in the software upgrade to to give us that manipulate that ability to coordinate that. I guess would be a better way to put it. Problem is, in the past, MSS has been unreliable. Um, they're, you know, they'll come in, make a repair, and then we're going to chase them down because they didn't complete it or it wasn't done correctly, or you know, it's just we got to chase them because they got us on a contract. This engineer signed a five-year contract, right? Right. Now, um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to determine exactly when that comes to an end. Because at the time when I first checked it, we had at least two more years. But I believe it comes up in 23. Mm -hmm. If not in 23, then early 24. But I'm going to find out. And at this point, I think we can terminate without penalty. Yeah. So, and I and I know obviously all of those that I've you're going to be interested in those details. So. Well, there, I really wanted to back up and, and take a bigger picture view of and, and share with you a little bit about what we're doing too mm -hmm. that's 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 new out there that uh before we get into all the programming details and uh yeah which i don't units, understand well you that's not your department anyway. yeah <laughs> uh to talk more to the business case of this we're doing a lot with virtual pms these days and being able to dial in to each individual unit and cut out a lot of energy waste I'd be able to tell what's going on with the units mm -hmm. by, uh, for example, you've got 24-year-old package units up there, look like they're all from 1999. Uh, we're able to monitor remotely, and it, it, it checks the air going in, the air going out, um, the, the energy usage, and we can tell 
remotely before we even show up. You start to lose efficiency. <clears throat> this was not quite working like it was last quarter. Okay, so <laughs> um, you can trend it. We can trend it. Uh, we can show up with the right guy, with the right part, a lot of times uh, to the right machine without having to do a bunch of diagnostics on site. We can show up with parts if we know what's going on and, and can try to, you know, don't let things break is our motto. Uh, right. Yeah. And, you know, ideally, a lot of times they'll wait to the 40, you know, other companies wait till the little forty dollar part will break, and then it, that causes a downtime. And, right. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, you got to have an emergency service call, and the forty dollar part costs two thousand dollars before you turn around. Right. Yeah. It's it's uh, <laughs> most operate based on a run to failure. What you're talking about is more of a preventative maintenance program, more so of a predictive. You're, you're trending predictive maintenance, correct? Based on its its trend, and especially. Yeah, I, worked, I worked for the Marshall Institute for five years as a oh, really? liability consultant, so. Nice. Most people you start talking about that stuff, their eyes gloss over. So, <laughs> she know about it. Yeah, yeah. Like. I mean, I understand predictive analysis and all that. The the vibration, or basically, with if you're dealing with an HVAC unit, I imagine it's just uh, temper, temperature differential. Sure. And you can watch the trend in temperature differential is going to show you what your efficiencies are doing. Or um, even changing trend, uh, uh, changing filters when they need it, based on uh, based on the variance. Off. Yeah. pressure drop yeah. instead of rushing out there once a quarter and spend a lot of time change it no matter what you spend a lot of time once a quarter because we told them we'd do it once a quarter when it didn't need it or it needs it quicker than that you know mm -hmm. little things like that we're saving now a lot. what kind of sensor equipment does that require well we've got multiple different uh programs we're running uh, just to name a couple one of them's called clockworks mm -hmm. um one of them's called savings tracker uh, there are various tools that we're using that I don't, I'm not the expert to get into the weeds and tell you which one you need okay. for your situation. Well, but but I, I just wanted to start the conversation. My concern would be that it. you could apply them to the older units. Right. Okay. Package units of that size are the perfect ones to apply it to. Okay. All right. Yes, sir. Because what we, um, you know, we're leasing this building. That's what I heard. So when we bought the newer units, it was a joint cooperative effort between us and the property owner when you bought the newer units right gotcha yeah i think we put a quarter million toward it and he threw in a quarter million so i think okay. we, the total investment on the roof was about half a million um was that just for those three units i heard you had three that were new um i think okay. so yeah okay. i think that's what it was well or, or i may have the numbers off but i know the owner threw in 50 percent. we threw in 50 percent. sure um but what I would want to do if we were going to install anything like that, I'd want to make sure that we can incorporate the older units, obviously anticipating that their efficiency is going to be less. So that would be a takeaway question that I check on just to make sure that they work with the 99 units. Yeah, right. uh, I, I'll, units. I'll ch you know, double check on that. Because it could be as much as seven years before we see more, more, owner, more money from the property owners. So, of course, we would be reticent to change any of those out on our own dime, entirely on our own dime, if we didn't have to. And, and why do you say seven years? What, what, what's going to happen in seven years? Um, every seven years, we sign a new lease. Gotcha. And at the signature of the new lease, gotcha. one of the things the property owner does is he throws a certain amount of money into uh, infrastructure. All right, so I paid for a new sewer line on the other end of the building this year out of those funds. Uh, we paid for 50% of the 
of the new air conditioners out of those funds. So, and some other little Makes sense. trash things. Um, but, you know, some of the stuff we're looking at, it, I got a million dollar roof repair that, you know, nobody nobody wants to commit to. So It's I, probably been there 30 years. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, it's, 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 it's been making its way. Well, I had, uh, I had one company that was gonna come in and was gonna repair a particular portion of it for me for about 41K and, uh, and Jake and his crew were out there with about three hundred dollars worth of materials. Did the same thing. So, okay. <laughs> nice. That was yeah. that was a win. Yeah. I wish I could cut that a check and put it in their pay, but um, yeah. Well, so. so we are we specialize in manufacturing and industrial sites. Um, Nephron out in Columbia, we take care of Nephron. We do Mancore next door, mm -hmm. which is the reason why I called on you. I, I worked with Jeff. Uh, who's the director of the facilities over there and I was mm -hmm. like you know got to get over to, to Dana <laughs> yeah. but uh I, I I don't know if you know uh Bethune Nodwoven right up the road no I'll take care of those really guys um, but this is our wheelhouse this is our mm -hmm. working with guys like you and we don't do any residential we don't do small uh job we really focus on commercial is commercial and industrial and healthcare. that's our our wheelhouse okay. well I can tell you that um, where the where the motivation is going to be is that uh, obviously if we if we have a contract is, is the cost level of the contract but it's going to be in the ability to control with the final output being the the, the energy cost mm -hmm. right um, Right now, I'm working on bringing our peak usage costs down, and one of the ways we're doing that is we're, we're turning off the main compressor unit and using little local compressors when needed, mm. rather than just turning that thing on in the morning and running it all day. Right. Right, and, and it leaks. We're talking about the compressor on, on... No, 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 we're not talking about AC. I'm talking about the compressor for air pressure in the building. So just, just giving you an example. No, this is great. Yeah, One of the ways great. that I'm bringing down the peak consumption is I don't want to just turn that behemoth on and run it all day while it leaks. So we're putting in small localized compressors. But the reason for that is I'm trying to bring down the, the overall energy consumption, but also the peak mm -hmm. times. Are you on the ratchet plan where the, if you hit peak, it ratchets up everything else for right. Yeah, you you your pay, next eleven months. You, there's a premium, or yeah, I guess you'd call it a premium on every kilowatt hour at peak. You know, so whatever your peak is, mm -hmm. that influences the cost of everything else. So anyway, the, the end that. objective would be if I can manage the HVAC units in such a manner that we can avoid high usage or we can minimize high usage during peak hours or for instance I got a distribution center back there right the vast majority of my people are clustered in the front of the building and, and over here the on the manufacturing marks. side did Jake take you around he did okay he did, yes. so over here on the manufacturing side but even on the manufacturing side I got a small cluster of people here up front mm -hmm. and then a couple guys running around in in forklifts Right. Well, obviously, body temperature and all that kind of stuff. I need less air over there, so I can probably turn those units down, or you know, right. have them respond. To They're riding the forklifts. They're not nearly as exactly crucial as the guys next to the welder. <laughs> I'm not stationary. The guy standing inside the paint booth, right. or standing inside the welding booth. 
Sure. Um, so those are the areas where we want to keep um, a closer eye on the comfort level. How are you currently monitoring your peak, and what are you besides the the air the airflow? Are are you doing anything real time to to watch your peak yeah. load, or is it okay? Yeah. The best I can do is I can get on the Duke Energy and look at it. Now I can they you, I can you can look it. at it real time there. Mm-hmm. Okay. I can, well, not not real time. I, I it'll chart my usage. Gotcha. So I can look at it on a daily basis, a weekly basis, or a monthly basis. So you know it's a it's a lagging indicator. Right. I can see okay these are the hours where it jumps up. I can see mm-hmm. from the charting when I turn on that big compressor. That's fast. And when it's turned on, <laughs> right? So I know that's that's one thing we're going to do. But once I clear that and have better control on it, what's the next big energy consumer is going to be these AC units? Absolutely. Okay. And then what I'll be able to do is see what their pattern is. Mm-hmm. And we've had some of them, you know, we're trying to get the software control. You know, Jake found that one of them was running all weekend. Right. Right. Sure. So um, that's a good find. Control the issue. Yeah. So, a quick story, if I may, with the airport. I'm working with the Columbia Metro mm-hmm. Airport, and um, a little bit about my background. I, I've, I'm fascinated about this stuff. I had, had a solar business for five years, installing solar panels on businesses and houses. And buy solar. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I jumped in right when Governor Haley opened up legislation, and uh-huh. it, it made sense uh, with net metering. I, I jumped all in and. Uh, I did that for five years, and I realized, I learned that over half the power bill is just heating and cooling the place. Mm-hmm. And so I'm sitting there saying, okay, well, if we can, instead of putting 100 panels on your building, what if we could dial in your HVAC to where it's running like it's supposed to be running and just put 80 panels, you know, right. who knock out my competitors, right? <laughs> yeah. Significantly call and, and your equipment that you have that you've invested in is working now like it's supposed to. Right. That's what you bought it for. Mm-hmm. Uh, compressors are running and not having to work overtime. Filters are being changed properly. Coils are being cleaned and not having to stress out the compressor because they're clean and not caked with dirt. Yeah. And Keep the efficiency high. The belts are laser aligned and, and changed. And coordinate for when it's needed. Right. And so only, and that drastically cut down on energy usage. So when I came to work with Total Comfort, because they're doing exactly what I wanted to do was learn this building performance work, uh, I started working with the airport and their major issue is hitting a, 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 a hitting a new peak. When they hit a new peak, it does the same thing. It ratchets up their ratchets bill up for 11 months. Right, yeah. so, it's, so they hired a, a, a body, they hired a soul to, uh, to monitor that real time and cut things off, cut on a generator if they have to, you know, to do what they have to do to, to, to keep, to dampen, not hit a new to peak. To dampen their peak. To yeah. not hit a new peak, you know. It, and uh, they probably pay for it. They call it load side management. You know, uh, what can we do to manage our load so that we're not hitting a new peak? And uh, so after working with them, they're they really excited about this. And we're working with them to write an RFP because I understand through Jake that you guys have to get three bids as far as corporate goes. You gotta you gotta get three prices and bid it out is what he said. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes if, I, if I write up the argument very well, I can get them to soul source. <laughs> well, if, yeah. I was thinking of the right guy. <laughs> but that's a crucial thing. They have an airport commission and they have to do it through, through a bid process. And so we helped them write this bid that that really is 
specializing in energy waste through mm -hmm. virtual PMs. And uh, I've got that document uh, that I was going to share with you if we got into the energy conversation, which it sounds like the EHS guys. <laughs> this is right in his wheelhouse. I'm kind of the everything guy. I'm the EHS guy. I was wondering about that. I'm the, see, I'm the continuous improvement guy. I'm also the project that. manager okay. for anything. So for instance, in the midst of worrying about environmental permits, <laughs> um, I'm bringing manufacturing product lines from other facilities to here. So coordinating that also. So it's kind of, you know, when you're small staff, a lot of people wear a lot of hats. It's like our engineering manager is also the quality manager. Gotcha. So, um, well, it, if we hit a new, if you hit a new peak, mm -hmm. that costs you tens of thousands of dollars easily. Easily. <laughs> easily yeah. a year. So I, I really want to dial into that and, and talk more about that with you. Um, well, I, I've got some dashboards to show you that, that, that we can help you with as far as what you what, what it would look like. And for example, the airport was really struggling. They do around 4 a.m. to 5 a.m. when everybody gets to the airport for their first flights at 6. Mm -hmm. Everybody comes to the airport two hours early. All that body heat comes so, in. So they come in at 4 and he says all the conveyor belts start working, the air handlers kick on. And he had a major peak and he couldn't figure out for 20 minutes from 4 to 5 what the peak was. Well, with this software, we have a heat map and we're able to show him, okay, these motors are cutting on, these motors are not cutting on, and he can, okay, well, it happened yesterday from four to five, it's probably gonna to happen again today from four to five, so he can better manage his, his load. Mm -hmm. uh, I see that being highly beneficial for you guys. If you, if you can run the air handlers on a program where they come on at different times, and right. not come on all at one time just because it's so 8 a.m. you would almost have to have a three-dimensional representation of the heat pockets in the building. Um, through the motors, through the right. the, uh, the, comp the compressors running. I mean, that's where your energy spend is on right. the HVAC piece. Motors and heating element. I was an electrician. Right? <laughs> I oh, you were? I, I, I retired from the military. Speaking of the expert. Be before I went into manufacturing, I worked as a commercial industrial electrician. Well, you know all about, about it. six months. Yeah. <laughs> and and you get these people say, oh, we got to save energy. we got to turn off our lights. Man, your lights are burning like flashlight power. What you need to do yeah. is is get, go after the heating elements and the motors for all the power. So all the heat, all the energy consumption, it's like this huge compressor. What I'm anticipating, based on my initial analysis, is when I shut that large compressor off, Mm -hmm. I'm going to see somewhere between a five and six thousand dollar impact in our monthly energy costs, both combination of raw consumption and peak um, premiums. That's so great. what I what I intend to do, and we're a little bit behind because we're trying to cut our outside contractor use in terms of guys coming in and doing stuff. So I've had the maintenance guys mm -hmm. run the piping, pull the wire, all that kind of stuff. And then I'm going to have electrical company come in to terminate. But once I can shut that big compressor off and start using the small local ones, then I give it a month and I'll look at the pattern. I should see a significant pattern change sure. in the consumption in the peak. And then we know <laughs> what's left. Uh -huh. I mean, the rest light, is HVAC. The right. rest of it is HVAC. So, 
that's going to be your like 70 to 80 percent of what's left is going to be HVAC. Probably like two to five percent sliding. So you know, exactly. all, all you got left is. <laughs> then what we're going to have is through these Duke, this Duke Energy charting is I would be able to sit down with you and say, okay, here's a, here's a clear target. Here's right. a clear time of day. Then we, we can get down to zoning. Then we can really tackle it from an analytical perspective. From a energy savings, I don't know if you've ever heard of Spirex Sarco out in Blythewood. Um, their manufacturing facility as well. And we saved them 70 grand over two years in energy s savings. I mean, that covered our PM cost. You know? mm -hmm. It's like right. just the energy savings alone, and not to mention the extending the life of the equipment because they're working properly and not working overtime. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, the, and, and I'll, I'll be honest with you, what I'm seeing here is the difference. I, I'm an analyst. Right, I was 20 years as an intelligence analyst in the military. So when you come really? me and you can tell me, that's awesome. Okay, I can look at these factors and I can analyze it. All right, because MSS doesn't give you data; they give you, oh, we'll be out in a month to change your filters. Right? I mean, right. it's we're it's so just, much more than filter changes. And just from a reliability <laughs> perspective, that tells me that you're not looking at anything. Mm -hmm. Okay, you have no analysis. You, you can't tell me that this unit needs the the, the filters change because of pressure drop, that one doesn't. Right. Right. So you can't tell me anything other than maybe we'll be back in a month and we'll get this done. All right. And if you have a problem, call me. So it, it literally is run to failure maintenance. That's oh, it is. All they're offering. Um, and and their dinner bell rings when the failures happen. Of course. Yeah. I mean that's the whole model that's totally different than what we're talking about here. If if you could run to where you could budget because you knew how much it's going to cost. You, you didn't have a compressor go out, you know, in, in June and you didn't budget for it. And now you got a $10,000 bill in, in your, in your budget. That's, that's all fun stuff that I'd like to. Yeah. And you know, talk and, and you're talking to somebody that's done vibration analysis, done <laughs> you know, trend analysis. And they're telling me, well, the brakes call me. Oh, well, thank you. So, if you'll bear with me, I spilled a little tea on the way in here. It, uh, <laughs> oh, I'm offended. Get out. I was highly distraught. I was like, no, I had this nice paper I wanted to show him. But, so uh, Total Comfort is, is shifting to rebranding to dynamic. For 47 years, we've been called Total Comfort. It, it has a stigmatism of filters and belts. Oh, uh, I see. And so we are working toward dynamic and dynamic so you're uh, basically changing because it's about performance and it's about i don't think i have your card uh, probably not here i get it you guys shoot the filters yeah you he left us uh, so this is a quick little uh as far as there he is who's that oh that's you that's me. Okay. Well, I do know your card. Oh, I might have sent you a, sent you a little letter. Okay. Because the corner was torn off. <laughs> uh, but this is, you know, from a energy benchmark, the savings journey, equipment scores, performance solutions, opportunity metrics, project timeline. This is a sample that we're, I printed out just to show you what we're doing for people. Mm -hmm. uh, to be able to, to show consumption. Uh, track that, you know. Let's see what here. So, versus predicted. Okay. Uh, but tracking savings mm -hmm. per month. 
we can come back to any of this, but knowing what the cost per square foot costs for you to operate your facility okay. and being able to uh, you know, have a target and possibly even get an Energy Star certified. If you were to get it, Energy Star certified, how would that af affect your marketing piece from being able to brand that you're an Energy Star certified you know, facility? Okay. A lot of folks are interested in that. Um, look at an annual cost for your buildings, the performance target, mm -hmm. Energy Star certified. And these are just a few things that we're able to show, but uh, you can see here when they did different upgrades here, they had a controls upgrade, mm -hmm. here they had a chiller upgrade. Um, following the, the energy spend. Okay. So, so essentially what you're doing is you can show the cause and effect on the, uh, mm -hmm. the improvements. As they had uh, repairs that need to be done, those are being tracked and, and, and monitored as events. You're looking at how volatile are each 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 unit. You know, you don't like, you only have so many units. It wouldn't take long to create this this little map of uh, I, I like to call it a risk assessment or a volatility forecast. But being able to show red, yellow, greens, uh, which ones are in the yellow, which ones are in the red, which ones we need to focus on as far as the scorecard goes, mm -hmm. and then coming up with different uh, targets. You know, what are your performance goals? Obviously, I, I come up with those with you. It sounds like energy is a major piece. It sounds like it. Right. extending extending your equipment life is a major you know piece because you've got some of the older equipment. Yeah, you, you've got a real old equipment. And I don't necessarily have a guarantee of. Excuse me. Yeah, questions. yeah. Go ahead. I think Jake was trying to. Do. Jake, did you need something? Oh, sorry. He's in there bugging the HR lady. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I understand it's control of measurements, so um, which is infinitely better than what we have now. Savings payback calculators, we can look at all that. Now, um, do you have any, and this might be reaching, based on what we have on the roof, based on the conditions that you'd be looking at coming in, is there any predictive analysis in the sense that, okay, we put these things in place, we give you this control, this is what we forecast will be your savings based on current. Absolutely. Okay. I, I don't know that today because I haven't you know, Right, I understand, move. but here, here's, here's what I'm getting at. In, but yeah, from absolutely. a business perspective, I need to be able to sell it. Absolutely. Um, because I can tell you that trying to do the three bid process Company bureaucracies are just like company bureaucracies; they move at glacial speed. Right. And uh, we come in as a as a professional service. A lot of times, like for the airport, coming in at, as a professional service instead of apples to apples with all the other filter changers. Right. Well, what <laughs> it's I'm, different. If I can, if I can provide some sort of business case in that. Um, okay, if I change over, here's the cost, here's our contract cost over the next five years. However, based on the preliminary analysis we've done, these are what we're looking at in terms of savings. So this is going to be the difference between what we are paying and what we will be paying. And, you know, best case scenario would be contract paid for itself. I'm saving. Right. right. So, which is similar to what you were talking about. I can't guarantee that, but I'm no, not, I, no, I we've done it before. <laughs> but... First of all, I know that if I have that kind of data control, 
the chances are that it would be able to accomplish that. And two, in terms of executing a contract and getting it through the bureaucracy above my head, mm -hmm. that kind of data helps. It does. Um, so uh, one of my biggest, and it's my personality. They, they did my personality profile. Apparently my top block is red because um, though I don't think so, I think I tend to be fairly kind to people. I, I have a reputation for steamrolling people. Your ID? <laughs> I, you know, I had a lady, I first retired from the military, I had a lady, I was retired, uh, I was enlisted, I was retired as a first sergeant. But, um, first she, sergeant, you said? First sergeant. Nice. Yeah. She was a HR manager, so we had a problem with a lot of retired military screaming at people. I said, I, I don't scream. <laughs> I had a platoon sergeant one time look at me and he said, I can tell when you're angry. I said, how's that? He said, you have a vein in your forehead that pulses and you start using four and five syllable words. It's the problem with being a linguist. <laughs> they get longer words? He says, about the time we get to the point where I don't understand what the hell you're saying, oh, I know I'm in trouble. <laughs> Yeah, so it's like I love it wasn't a screamer. I was wondering what those little blocks were on the back. Yeah, they do this. Uh, they do this personality profile. So what your dominant was it say? What your dominant uh, person is doing now? Yeah. So it's again, uh, I will frequently mention. What's the yellow one? The yellow is make it fun. What's the green? In a caring way. Okay. Apparently, I scored lowest in that category. Well, you know, it's it. funny. It's like. Uh, uh, to do it right is a is a high C, if you're familiar with the disc profile. If you've ever done the disc uh, profile, no. Okay. No, I did the the Myers Briggs and oh, right. I did this, but uh, I love that. But yeah, it was funny to, to do it now. So I got rated as red across the board, but it was funny. Well, you're the kind of I, I believe that want all the facts now. <laughs> well, yeah, I yeah. want to know what we're going to do, and I want right. to execute. Right. Um, I love that. There seems to be a lot of delay, fumbling, so on and so forth. So if this, if this is a business, if this is important from a business perspective, then we need to execute in a timely manner. And you, I know that you can get out of the other contract. That's not an issue as far as, you know, if, if, if it's based on having performance issues with the repairs not being reliable and... Yeah, <laughs> and I, that's, I don't, I don't, I don't think, think that's an issue. It's coming to its own termination uh, okay. quickly anyway there's always again, a way to get out finance guy looking for the contract for me i need to be leaving it's been a while since i read it so we're we're a part of a franchise called link service and mm -hmm. link is there's 150 contractors across the country that are a, a part of this franchise we have south carolina charlotte and augusta as our ter our territory but we um why that's beneficial is because we know how long it takes to labor hours per piece of equipment based on what it is, mm -hmm. based on the franchise having data. And the second piece that separates us from everybody else is we do, we look at the building performance from an overall owning and operating cost. So we really wanna dive in and say, hey, what's it cost you to own and operate your building from a heating and air conditioning standpoint, all the mechanical systems? And how does that weigh against other, other facilities? So we're able to look at square footage, and we're able to look at, uh, we call it a building score card, but just able to, here's a prime example right here. <coughs> so 
we take the last 13 months of power bills, mm -hmm. we take the square footage, and we're able to say, okay, what's your cost per square foot to own and operate your facility? Uh, is it in the red, is it in the yellow, or in the green? Mm -hmm. This facility just happened to be in the red based on the other, based on, based other, on yeah. being the property use. Your bell curve. Yep. Is it a church, is it a school, is it an airport, mm -hmm. is it a manufacturing facility? Uh, we compare it against other facilities of the same function. And then we're able to say, okay, what's your heating and air conditioning cost costing you out of that, out of those power bills? Because we know that a little bit's going to be lighting. Yeah. yeah. A little bit's going to be ventilation, but the bulk of it's heating and air conditioning. It's heating air. And then we look at, okay, if we can, through proper preventative maintenance, if we save 10%, what could you do with an extra four grand a year? If we could save 30%, what would you do with 13,000 a year? Mm -hmm. And that really, I imagine for you, those numbers would be a lot greater based on what you've got. But Right, uh, yeah, and what I would do is, as we were putting this together to, to put together the business case, is I would get into Duke Energy and I'll pull the analysis out and basically provide it to you. That's so a crucial part of it. So you right. can tell you what hours are what, so it'll take it even down further. Um, this, is what we, this is what we look at for, uh, to uh, try to find your owning and operating cost. The last 12 months of power bills, uh, contracted services, it, anything that you're doing, uh, it, it's not gonna affect our price. Mm -hmm. Parts and materials, if a lot of times we find that p people that have in-house staff sometimes have a closet full of 10 grand worth of belts and pulleys and motors that they have on standby if things break. Reliability consultant called that satellite accumulation. <laughs> but that stuff adds up and that's, oh, yeah. uh, a lot of times people don't realize all that they have just sitting there in closets, but major repairs. So this is crucial. I, I really want us to, when you're pulling the cost of the contracted services piece, what's more important for me is that right there. How much have you had in major repairs? Mm -hmm. What what you're calling the repairs that aren't reliable. Yeah, uh, it's, that's it's where like, like your mean time between failures and all that kind of stuff. What what did they have to fix? What's going wrong? Basically, right. it will also tell you what you're probably looking at over the next four Well, it, pa it paints a story. It paints yeah. a, a picture of, okay, we're seeing repeating offenders. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we're also seeing that they're cutting the corner by doing this because our photos from their our assessments show that these coils aren't clean and the coils aren't clean, which is called cause this compressor to go out. So you, you would paint a good me, picture. I was working as a continuous improvement manager at a food plant. Oh boy. And I got into this reliability piece and this is actually before I went to Marshall Institute and worked for them. Um, I started looking at repair costs and we had one particular gearbox on a, on a, on a belt driven system on a conveyor belt. Sure. They kept failing. It was about five grand a piece, right? It was failing consistently about every 45 days. So I go and I grab the, the uh, maintenance manager and I walk him out to the this gearbox, this particular gearbox, and it's doing this. Uh -huh. And I looked at him and I said, so do you think if the welds were uh, mounted correctly and straight, we'd quit killing this gearbox every 45 five, days? Five grand every and 45 he, he just He just hung his head. It's like... And that was the old lean enterprise thing. Go and look at it. Right. Because you're sitting in your office, you're looking at data, you haven't actually put eyes on the equipment. And I'm standing there looking at this conveyor belt gearbox going wobble, wobble, wobble. It was clear to me That's why exactly. it was failing every 45 days. That's where my value 
that's what I do is I like to go on the roof, do an assessment, put it together with the story of, okay, have you had any repairs? Yes. Okay. What are they and where are they? And is there a, is there a story going on here of, because what a lot of people miss is they get hooked into a low contract. Mm-hmm. A, a, a low cost to get you in the door, if you right, will. Right, exactly. And, and then, then they, they make their they money deal with neglect. on all this and all of that. Why would they be incentivized to do proper PM if they're going to make their money on the repairs and replacement? Exactly. So that's where they make yeah. their bank. Maybe the efficiency on their units a little low is because they're all the leaves on the coil. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. we specialize in a, in, in a full coverage program. That's what we do for most manufacturing facilities. And the full coverage program is where... When the compressor breaks, we own it. When the motor goes out, we own it. And that forces us to do proper PM on it because we don't want to have a service call at two in the morning because mm-hmm. you got a unit out. And you don't want the cost. We don't want the cost. We lose money sending a truck out, rolling a truck as we call it, you know, to go do a repair mm-hmm. if we have a full service contract. We have to pull that gal off of a job. It's not And if you have any kind of predictive analysis, it's always cheaper to... to oh man. Time replacement rather than run to failure. Our philosophy is DLTB, don't let things break. And if we could change that $40 capacitor out or align the belt for free, it's going to, you know, it's going to save that compressor or that motor. And mm-hmm. so I could talk to you for hours about this stuff. I, 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 I get excited about it. <laughs> no, this is good, Matt. Can I leave this with you? Yeah, please do. Uh, and, um, what, uh, what so the do? next step, if, if you're interested in continuing the conversation is I, I'd like to I'd like to do an assessment uh, just get on the roof one day with maybe Jay could show me how to get up there mm-hmm. and take some photos of the model numbers and serial numbers so I know the ages of the equipment open up a few panels look at the coils uh, it, it won't probably won't take an hour uh, okay. of Jake's no, time okay with that. Um, and, it, and I'll look at my calendar real quick and the guys uh, accompany you and that way we can see what we're working with here. As far as Jake's schedule is, do you think mornings or afternoons are better? Like for him, mornings would be better. Okay. Because these guys get here and they get the ground running. But I, I know he gets early. Yeah. Yeah. If I were to be here like eight thirty on on the sixth on Monday. And I, I really like Jake. He's an awesome guy. We went to lunch. He's, we were bonding about our chickens. He's got chickens. <laughs> I had chickens. I had them. I lived in Kentucky. Um, Matt, what's your last name? Uh, Warren. Warren. Yes, sir. Um, I'm pretty sure I probably It's Matthew.Warren. No, that's that's. And then, as far as uh, the next step of the process is what we call a verification meeting. So, I want to show you some of the photos, show you some of the findings. Um, is there anybody 
that would feel left out in the conversation that, that we need to bring in at that point? As far as showing preliminary dollars and cents, is there anybody that no, would what, need to? No, but we end up preparing um, essentially what's going to happen is that the decision maker would be the plant manager. But if I go in and tell him, hey, look, sure. this is a no brainer, he's, he's not going to fight me out. So. No problem. Um, about an hour, you think? Uh, yes, sir. On the 6th, 8 30 so would be. I've got you on the 6th, 8 30 to 9 30. And then, would you happen to be in town on the thirteenth for me and you to get back together? Um, no, okay. I can't promise that because I have been selected for jury duty that week. Now, hopefully, it won't. I, I, it's like the sixth time I've been selected. Nobody's ever put me on a jury. It must be the hanging high. Um, must be the red block. <laughs> the red block. Um, oh, that's funny. So, so that I, whole week, you want to not do anything? Uh, I would not. Or you want to say anything? Up that week, however, I'm hoping. I mean, I got I got environmental stuff going on that week that somebody else is gonna have to cover. If for some reason, on some really freakish event, some prosecuting attorney decides that he absolutely positively has to have it. But um, what do you want to you want to say the 27th? It would probably be yeah, probably be better if you want to push it into the 20, the week of the 20th or 27th. Uh, well, let's see the 20th. Uh, one second, let me look at this. Yeah, February twentieth through the twenty fourth is that week. What if we said the twenty second? Yeah, that's fine. Would like a nine a.m. be okay? That would be. Give you time to do a few things in the morning before. So we'll say. So the I sent you the first one. Two twenty second, or February twenty second. Deepstra, did I, uh, did I pronounce it right? Yeah. Deepstra, got it. And I would love it if, if Jay could, could be there for I that. Okay, okay, great. Because I think he'd have a lot of. Yeah, really. A lot um, of, other than Jay. He knows what's going there's on. There's nobody else here that's going to be able to talk. Uh, sure. Talk intelligently about it. And if. I always like to ask this just. If everything makes sense and it looks like you want to move forward with something, do you have any kind of timeline? I know you're going to look at, you know, pull the other agreement, but. The, uh, the, the finance guy just sent me the, uh, the other agreement. I'll have to read it out. By the time we have this meeting, I'll be able to catch up on it. No problem. I, I think, if I remember correctly, again, it's been two years since I've read it. Um, I think I'm looking at it. And you know what? If it's worthwhile, I'll kill it. Not worried about that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll kill it. I, I, I'd rather, I could probably afford to, mm -hmm. based on what your analysis comes back, kill that, pay the small cost, and then just get started on a new thing. Because here's my concern. I installed these new units. Mm -hmm. I am unimpressed by any response out of MSS. Right. It's like they haven't come here and say, hey, we really want to take a look at these new units. They're designed, I believe they're designed by NCOR. You know, this is this is what's ideal. It, they're just not helpful. It's, mm -hmm. well, we got your contract. So. Yeah, you're locked in. So I they think you, you're locked in. Yeah, <laughs> I got you I got you on both those. Perfect. I'm gonna, and I've got this little thing here to just leave with you, just with the dates. But uh, I'd like to just give you this. Okay. It just shows our... our process here and it, 
this last piece here, I didn't explain it, but I, I shared it with Jake. But care, you know, that, I think that solves that problem that you were just talking about, about they're not coming out here, they're not checking in on you, not asking how things are going. You know, our care process is 90 days in to an agreement and then nine months into an agreement we will come out and sit down with you and, and take a few minutes and, and just say, hey, how are things going? Are there any outstanding things we need to address? Uh, but that's that's all part of our franchise. What's the standard time frame on your agreements? Are they annual, five-year? Annual is what we typically do. Some uh, With the airport, we're working with a three-year agreement, but uh, okay. it's not a... Well, I mean, we I'm want not, you to just I'm get in and be so happy that you don't. <laughs> the longer agreements, right. especially if there are, you know, benefits to, to accepting a longer agreement. I mean, we've had I Zeus. can tell you this the, the fact that you guys present any kind of data at all makes a dramatic improvement over what we have right now. Well, I, I know that Zeus has been with us for 35 years. So. Oh, is your local technician? Zeus. Uh, the Zeus, the large manufacturing facility oh, oh, off okay. of I-26. I don't know if you're familiar with them or not. No, I'm not. Okay. Not. But anyway. But, well, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for coming by. It's a pleasure to meet you. I missed that, that lunch date with you guys. <laughs> we'll have to do it again. Oh, gosh, man. The auditing piece. Well, I'm not. My background is not safety and environmental. So I was going to ask how you got into that. You know, this is the second time... Most of the time since I've been in manufacturing, I, went in, I retired from the military in 2002, uh, started as a quality engineer in an automotive company. And then, you know, production manager, operations manager, quality manager. What was that company? Uh, that was Freudenberg in uh, Hopkinsville, but uh, Kentucky. Um, but pretty much have stayed with the CI piece, okay, from the lean perspective, because I have little patience for Six Sigma. It's just a, it's just standard quality engineering methodology with a very, very thin veneer of project management methodology over the top. Right. It's it's marketing, uh -huh. all right? They marketed Six Sigma, it's BS. So I don't even, but I have had conversations with the guy who wrote the Toyota way. Uh -huh. um, really? Had a lot of conversations with the guy who wrote Making Common Sense, com Common Practice, Common Sense, or Making Common Sense, Common Practice, uh -huh. the guy who wrote that book for reliability perspective. Oh, wow. So, you know, I tend to gravitate more towards the, again, the analytical. But I walked into a, a, a cabinet plant in western Tennessee, uh -huh. and the plant manager had hired me to be a CI manager, and he said, you know, all my problems are in the materials department, so why don't you just take over the materials department? So I ended up being purchasing and materials manager. Wow. And... Uh, did that. Well, I walked in here, and it was originally, you know, it was, well, you're primarily the CI guy. Then guess what? Now I'm environmental health and safety, too. So Because that was a problem area. We needed you to help with that area. Well, you know, that was, they, they did combine it in the front end, but it was sold as, hey, I really need a continuous improvement manager, but you got to be the environmental health and safety. And I told him up front, I said, I know nothing about doing that. Other than what any other senior manager would know. Hey, don't look stupid, don't do it. But you take this, 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 this half-inch book that Dana has for equipment guarding, for instance, uh -huh. and you think, oh, okay, well, let me sum this up for you. If it's moving and I can touch it and it wouldn't hurt me, it's not properly guarded. There, you could have saved about 500,000 words. So, my, <laughs> it's funny you bring up about machine safeguarding. My, my dad, for 40 years, is a P3 
PhD mechanical engineer that specializes in forensic engineering on machine safeguarding. Uh-huh. So anybody gets their arm cut off in a plant and he's there and hires an attorney or mm-hmm. a claims adjuster because they're defending it, he gets hired by those sides to testify in court to say, hey, it should have been guarded or it, 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 was, it was guarded or the manufacturer just didn't think about that kind of guard, you know, all those kind of things. Well, you know, I mean, I was an I, intelligence analyst, right? So <laughs> it was like they paid you to go, okay, here's what the enemy is trying to do. Uh-huh. But pretty simple, General. If you bomb this point right here, their whole infrastructure for their preparations falls apart. Oh, that's, awesome. that's what they wanted to know. Uh-huh. It's like, ah. That's, okay. that's where we go. <laughs> hey, thank you so, so much. Thanks, man. This it's has been, been a pleasure. <laughs> yes, sir. We'll see you soon. Right. I hope the jury trial. Hmm? I hope the jury yeah, selection. Yeah, not, you have to. But you never know. It could end up on a six-month murder trial for all I know. You have to stand up and tell them that you want to do it now. <laughs> <laughs> Get a rope. <laughs> They'll say, okay, next. <laughs> thank, thank you. Thank you.